I welcome into overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Good to be with you here on a Monday night. We'll be here uh, until around 9. Thanks to my man Craig Heist for the lovely intro. Um, we've got a lot of things to get to. Some football. We're going to uh, talk to Ben Standig from The Athletic. D.C. covers the Washington football team uh, at 7. About uh, his thoughts on where this final 53 may go. Also... Get into uh, maybe some concerns after two preseason games. I think people are a little uneasy after uh, this past weekend's game on Friday against the Bengals with the uh, offense. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick obviously missing missing some plays there. Uh, you know, show the good and the bad. They move the ball, but again, stalled out this offense. This first team offense only scored three points and six drives to this point. And, you know, you've seen some good things from Antonio Gibson, seen some good things from obviously Jared Patterson, who's been in there. Is, uh, to me, he's a lock to make the roster. I, I don't know, you know, to be honest with you, what they're waiting for. And I'm not really sure they need to keep four running backs. I, you know, the Peyton Barber needing to be on this roster thing, I'm not so sure. I Quite frankly, now you can keep veterans, uh, you know, on your practice squad. I don't know if he has to be on the active roster. You can find somebody else. Jonathan Williams, who's working out for this team as well, has done some good things. He could be your fourth guy if you wanted somebody nearby to be available. I don't know if you need to keep four backs, especially if you're going to keep seven receivers. But we'll get into that a little bit with Ben coming up. Uh, Steve Sims Jr. cut today. Not shocked by this. Um, I think it's actually very good for him to get cut now instead of waiting until the final cuts uh, and then having to go find a job. You know, he, last year, he lost all confidence in this guy when he lost confidence in catching punts. Um, yes, he did some good things as a receiver. You know, I, I, he had a good camp. I mean, it, you know, he caught everything. Um, but when I didn't see him back on returns in these first two games, I, I didn't think that was a good sign, you know, on a consistent basis. He was there later, I believe, in the first game. And then obviously took one back and didn't do very well in the kickoff this game. But DeAndre Carter is a, you know, he's, he's a guy who can take the top off as a returner. And, you know, I think him just coming in here and doing everything he can to make the roster pretty much, you know, made Steve Sims pretty much the odd man out pretty early in this thing. And then the fact that Gandy Golden has been uh, healthy and done some good things, and he helped himself, no doubt. He definitely helped himself the other night. Um, let's say if you're doing these stock-up deals, he was definitely somebody who did that. Um, Dax Milne, it's interesting to hear Ron Rivera mention him today. Of course, he did by numbers, which is good. Him and Troy Apke uh, also mentioned um, Isaiah Wright, which is interesting because I've kind of discounted him in the receiver's room. So... Uh, we'll uh, get Ben's thoughts on that as well. But I thought, um, you know, he, he also brought up Samus Rays today as people that have, uh, you know, jumped out at him. And, you know, he's back healthy and will play. I would assume he would play this week. We'll see. I guess he has to still, you know, clear all the concussion stuff to do that. But if he's able to practice today, I imagine he's good to go. So that was it was interesting, though, to hear that from um, Ron Rivera. I kind of assumed Mill would be a practice squad guy, but... He's done some good things. I just don't know if you need him and Carter both on the roster. Now, unless you're going to do a surprising cut and cut, you know, Adam Humphreys all of a sudden, um, although I don't see why you would do that. You're trying to make Ryan Fitzpatrick comfortable. He's This is a guy he's comfortable with. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, anyway, I think um, the Steve Sims Jr. thing, not shocking. Cam Sims, you know, uh, the fumble in the game made a great catch. that didn't count as a catch, unfortunately, in the end zone. Uh, later in the game, but I, you know, I think he's a lock. They don't have a body type guy like him, so I think he's going to be on the roster. Obviously, Brown, McLaurin, you know, Samuel, who I have not seen yet. Those are the obvious guys, and then you know, I think Carter's on the roster. So, you know, and the Gandy Golden. If you got him on the roster, there you go. That's how you get to the seven, 
which makes it a little challenging um, to, for me at least, to, to figure out why you would keep four running backs. And I am a three-quarterback person. I know some people are trying to say two quarterbacks. What do you people forget what's going on in the world? Come on. Last year, the Broncos had to play a, a damn wide receiver at quarterback in a game who was off their practice squad, right? And the guy hadn't played quarterback since high school or played a little bit of Wake Forest or something, some crazy stuff. So you got to keep four quarterbacks. I mean, you know, whether you're going to keep Steven Montez as your you know, on the practice squad as a fourth, that's fine. Or if you're going to try to upgrade, if you, if you find somebody that gets cut loose that you like better, that's fine too. But to me, you got to have Heineke, especially with his injury history. Uh, you got to have Kyle Allen here on the active roster. Both those guys have been injured. You know, Montez have not played enough. Uh, and teams aren't going to be cutting just rock-solid backup quarterbacks. So you gotta you got to keep uh, three of them on the active roster and another one available in the practice squad. We're still living in the world of COVID. You can't goof around with that stuff. Um, you're seeing what's going on around the league and this goofy thing right now with the Patriots and Cam Newton. You just you just can't risk it. It's not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. So you're gonna keep you're gonna keep three on the active roster. You got you got to do it. Look, this team played four quarterbacks last year, and remember uh, the year before that, it was a debacle as well with with the amount of quarterbacks that played. You know, this is a franchise that has been used to playing three to four quarterbacks over the last few years. I mean, it's just been the way it's gone. And obviously the Alex Smith season, you know, that crazy news, the McCoy getting hurt, and then you got to go out and get, um, you know, Johnson. I mean, that was that was absolutely nuts, that whole thing that happened. But you know, hopefully you're not talking about that this year. So, I again, you got three people you like that have played in games and meaningful football games. You're going to keep them on your active roster. You keep one guy in the practice squad, most likely at this point, Montez. But, you know, that's, that's how that's going to break down. Um, you know, as much talk as there has been about uh, the quarterback and the offense, and, and obviously, look, the quarterback is the obvious guy to, to look at and, and what he has and has not done. To me, you know, the offensive line, you know, some good stuff on the right side. Left side still a little bit to be desired, at least in the first group. Um, I know they brought um, Charles Leno the third in to, to be the left tackle. I'm just, uh, you know, I for me, I'd like to see him play a little bit more coming up on on Saturday against a really good preseason Ravens team. Obviously, they have the preseason record for wins. Uh, you know, that's a good test for this team to play, a team that cares about the preseason, has a great back end of the roster on a year-in and year-out basis. Uh, it's, it's a good test to get ready when you have a two full weeks off before the first game. But that, that left side, you know, I, I, I would, I think in a real game, if that had been a real leverage game when they went for it and, and got stuffed, they ran left. I think they would start thinking about running right a little bit more if, if, if the games actually mattered. Once the games matter, you might want to go right a little bit more when you need to in important spots of the game. Just saying, unless we start seeing a little bit more from that left side. So that's something to keep our eyes on beyond just, you know, hey, Fitzpatrick, he's up and down, which, you know, has been the wrap on him his entire career. You know, uh, Ron Rivera kind of insinuated the other night that he thought he was trying to, maybe he was a little too juiced up for the game. And, you know, look, in a real regular season game, the the first team offense isn't going to get just three or four series to be pulled off the field. Obviously, they're going to get more rhythm, get more opportunities. However, it is a touchy subject because this team was such a slow starting group last year. As we know, it took them until week 17 to get into the end zone on the first drive in that Philadelphia game. They played the whole season and didn't score in an opening drive until that game in the end zone. It's crazy to think that. Absolutely crazy to, to think you could go that long of a season, but they did. And they've got to obviously do better than that this year, especially with uh, what appears to be on paper, again, knock on wood, who knows, uh, a very, very challenging schedule. We're going to talk about the Chargers tonight to actually have a uh, buddy of mine who used to work in these parts, young 
Chris Harry, who uh, works at CBS Los Angeles and is the Chargers team reporter. He'll be with us in the 8 o'clock hour, right at 8. He's a James Madison graduate, too. We don't hold it against him. But uh, he'll come up. We'll talk Chargers with him. You know, they've kind of been playing possum in the preseason, like a lot of these teams like to do. It hasn't really shown a whole heck of a lot. And, you know, they played absolutely nobody yesterday in that game against the uh, 49ers. I mean, that was that was like preseason game number four in the old days yesterday with who were playing in that game. All right, tell you what, we'll get to some calls coming up. We're going to talk about the offense, concerns, not concerns. You could say, yes, I have concerns, whatever they are, lay them out to me, or just shut up, Scott, it's preseason, that's fine as well. Because part of me feels like we should shut up, it's just preseason. However, look, it wasn't a it wasn't a high powered offense last year. Uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't like they went out and you know landed Matt Stafford at quarterback or you know one of the you know or drafted some young gun. They obviously went kind of the middle of the road with you know a guy who has been a journeyman for a lot of reasons, not all on him, but a guy who you know has had the ability to get really hot and play really well, and also the ability to be real cold and uh, not so good at times. Uh, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. We'll also let you hear what uh, Dan Marino had to say about Fitzmagic a little bit later on as well. He was on this morning with the Sports Junkie, so we'll get to that coming up. Uh, Scott Jackson with you here. It is the Monday edition of Overtime, 800-636-1067. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Scott Jackson with you until about 9. We'll talk to Ben Standing from the Athletic DC coming up in a bit. Talk about some of the roster decisions the Washington football team has over these next few days. They have to make cuts, actually. Uh, some more before tomorrow. I believe it's 5, so we'll get into that. Comfort is king, especially at home. It's why FH Furs offering 12 months the same as cash on any service like a new home comfort system. That's a full year interest-free to pay for your new system with FH Fur plumbing, heating, and air conditioning and electrical. Call 877-CALL-FUR or visit fhfur.com. That's call 877-CALL-FUR or visit fhfur.com. All right, so uh, we're going to get to um, some of this concern with the offense, but I also think we should point out some of the things that did work out well uh, in the game besides, obviously, Jared Patterson, Gandy Golden, I mentioned before. I mean, Benjamin St. Juiced. The juiced uh, is continued flashing. Um, rookie who, uh, you know, they – they like a lot. I mean, he's big. They gave him the 25. They give every big guy who plays corner now 25 because they look like Richard Sherman. But he, he actually does. <laughs> Seen him out at practice. I mean, he kind of, he has that frame. Um, and he played well. He, he did a nice job in coverage. He's also shown to be capable uh, coming up and hitting people, which is good. I mean, he's got size to him. I mean, he's a 6'3", 200-pound guy. And again, they took him in the third round. This is usually means you know you're going to be asked to play and play right away. So last night, or excuse me, Friday night when they had you know two starting corners out, Kendall Fuller and when or William Jackson out, you know you got to see a lot of him in Moreland. That was good for him. Uh, McTyre's flashed a little bit back there as well. He's probably got a chance to make the final roster. Tory McTyre. Um, you know, they like what Apke's done back there, and you could say you know what you want about Apke as a safety, but he does look better as a corner. You know, through the practices and, you know, the games. I mean, the other night he got flagged for a hold and a PI in the same play, and the guy caught the ball. Um, that wasn't the best sequence. But but overall, he's physical. He's getting in there. Uh, you know, the thing that killed him is his safety. He's not the best tackler in the world. That was also, you know, at times his detriment on special teams. Although he's better there than he is as a safety. 
Um, you know, but he's probably got a chance because you know you talk about roster versatility. A guy could play two positions if need be. If you if you got in a pinch at uh, the safety position, he could slide back there again. But he's probably um, helped himself by by making that move. Uh, you know, Danny Johnson. You know, he he missed a pick in the game. Here's a guy who's battling for a roster spot uh, as well. You know, you look at uh, you know Derek Forrest, who's you know, he's at the bare minimum a practice squad guy. I don't know if you, you know, it just depends how he does on special teams over this last week and what they see in him so far as uh, whether or not he can make the final 53, the safety. But he, um, that was a tough, that's a tough call. And I, and I guess, you know, yes, by the letter of the law, it's a penalty because he hit him with his helmet. But, you know, in a, thank goodness it's a preseason game because in a real game, that's like the kind of thing that people will lose their mind over and people lose jobs over. I mean, that's a huge play. I mean, it's a fumble at the one-yard line that you recover versus a touchdown on the next play or whatever it was. It was two plays later, whatever. Um, he, you know, he made – it seemed to be going as low as he could, and then the, the guy, you know, is running and lowers his helmet at him, you know, to just because that's what the instinct is a ball carrier to get as low as possible. And you call that uh, as a as a penalty, and you know Ron Rivera for a preseason game apparently lost his mind on the sidelines about it, um, and you, you can't blame him because again, if this is a real game, which luckily it is not, it, that's a, just one of those terrible calls that you just flat out hate. However, um, he did some good things back there. Has had has had a pretty good solid camp, um, and that's a tough cut too. I mean, corner. Safety. I mean, it's just going to come down to how many they want to keep in those positions. So these are some of the things we'll talk about uh, with Ben Standing coming up. Uh, we'll also um, get to um, this Dan Marino comment about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the next hour or two. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, you might remember, I guess it was last year. Yeah, it must have been last year uh, that Everson Griffin, former, former at that time, former Viking, um, <laughs> You know, shot uh, tweeted out that uh, Mike Zimmer basically didn't want Kirk Cousins. He called Kirk Cousins an ass, and then um, said that uh, asked Mike Zimmer if he wanted him. And now he's back with the Vikings. So, oh, holy awkward! Here you go. Um, so he's got to now do this whole uh, you know circle back uh, thing. You know, where he's like now he's on the team. I guess yeah, this was last January. He did this. And now he's got, you know, because he's on the team, he says he's got to apologize to him and all this stuff. And, um, you know, he's trying to make good for it. But, uh, you know, at the time, you know, he obviously never thought he was going to be playing for the Minnesota Vikings again or get a chance to play for the Vikings again. And he did. But I'll be honest with you, I would think he's not all that far. Mike Zimmer is very frustrated with this quarterback right now. Beyond just the, hey, the guy won't, you know, he won't get vaccinated stuff. I, you know, if you read some of his comments after about their way they're playing in the preseason, he's he's pretty damn frustrated with this quarterback. So I don't know. He may not have to. He may really want to go back and ask his coach first. He may not need to apologize. <laughs> Emerson Griffin, uh, you know, Zimmer might totally agree with that statement. Maybe he didn't agree with it at the time, but maybe now he's feeling that way. Nonetheless, he's he's going to apologize. I'll tell you which Griffin's never going to apologize to Kirk Cousins, RG3. That would be Robert Griffin III. All right, coming up, we'll get to uh, Ben Standing for the Athletic DC on the Steve Smith release and some other things to the Washington football team roster. Also get to some uh, other NFL stuff in the next hour as well. It is overtime. Scott Jackson with you here to line tonight on 106.7 The Fan.